Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, here with the wonderful Rory Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? We're talking about some serious stuff today that we see a lot in our balance coaching program. And they are about lies, 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 lies that you probably believe, but they're making you miserable. Exactly. I'm going to hold back on the 80s. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Okay. Yeah, stop sorry. telling me lies. It's a stop telling me lies. I know. I know. Yeah. But that's what like immediately totally. goes in my head. Because we all, the problem is, is that at some point in time, we all have believed these if we're not currently having them run through our heads. Because that Bob, he's a liar. That Bob, that Bob is the voice we give to the thing in our head that is telling us not to do something, run away in fear, or that you're not capable of it. So for instance, if you're thinking right now and you look at social media and maybe your friends are going on trips and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so lucky they get to go on trips. I could never do that. Yeah. Or they're leaving jobs and starting new jobs. Oh, they're so lucky. I could never do that. Those lies might be in your head. And here at No Guilt Mom, we want to help you go from martyr to model. And you cannot be that role model for your kids if you're not living your fulfilled life. So we're going to talk about you today. And we're going to help you abolish those lies. Kick them. You're going to help kick them to the curb, man. You're going to make them just go, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll feed her Zayn. I'll feed her Zayn. Adios. I'll feed her Zayn. Adios. See ya. Ciao. Bye bye, baby. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we're doing on today's No Get Mom podcast. So let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal, too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. So Brie, we all have fears. We all have fears. Oh my gosh. I have so many fears. That's why Brie has her own nickname, you know? <laughs> Don't move the cheese. I have Don't so move many. my cheese, Brie. I like <laughs> my cheese where I can see it. <laughs> and I'm comfortable. It, this fear of change to do. And it's so funny because we are recording this just when we come back from Mexico. <laughs> and it was a fabulous trip. It was. It was. It was amazing. This morning, I was a little mad that there was nobody that made me a breakfast buffet. I'm like, what? 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 Where is my five varieties of cheese and fruit and breads and those croissants and your breakfast tacos, Brie? Yes. Your breakfast tacos. Where is all of that? Where are they? (laughs) We were talking though there that both you and I have an overactive amygdala where we react really, really strongly to things and we have fears of things. And I think this really goes in good with our fear conversation because both of you and I tried a cold plunge pool. I know. Well, okay, because I kind of talked myself into a corner with that with our episode with Tiffany Thiessen. She was like, mm-hmm. cold plunges are amazing. And she sold me on the whole three minutes in a cold plunge is like a week of exercising or something to that effect. That's what my mm-hmm. brain heard. <laughs> That's what your brain heard. <laughs> and I was like, I could do this. And then Joanne's like, okay, you're going to do it. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, <laughs> she's calling me on it. <laughs> so it was 50, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, this cold plunge pool. And our friend Sheena does it so easily. Like Shana, Sheena just walks in. Do, 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 and she's like, I'm in. We're good. And so 
I go second. I'm like, okay, I could do this. And I walk four steps down and my brain starts shouting at me, hell no, you're going (laughs) to die. And I like run out screaming in this quiet spa environment. Keep in mind that we're here going, ah, like everyone else is relaxing. Yeah. It kind of echoed through the spa actually. So that was interesting. And I was trying, I tried, I got like to my belly button and our friend Shana was like, no, you got to get down to your shoulders. Got to get that. And I started breathing really fast, started to get lightheaded, which it's happened to me more than once before. And I've gotten in cold water. I just can't. I just, well, I couldn't at the moment. Yeah. I'll say that. If you have this, as we call it, overactive amygdala and big reactions to things, we are the loud ones when we react to things. Yes. Your fears and your lies that we're going to talk about, they may be very, very strong and you might believe them as truth. My brain believed that I was going to die in that cold punch pool if I went any farther. And the trick to that is to just being aware of it and also having someone to coach you really helps. So Shana started coaching us. Yes. And she's like, what you need to do is you need to just walk in, just walk, 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 walk down underwater. And so stood at the top. I put my hands over my heart just so I could feel my breathing. And I was like, okay, walk, 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 walk down. And then I'm like starting to breathe fast and really thinking I'm still going to die. And I just breathed in and out. 30 seconds later, I'm like, it's not so bad. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. But yeah, noticing those things. Yeah. Yeah. I had to distract myself. I'm very, that's my thing. When I'm dealing with a fear, I have to distract myself. I have a, I have a terrible fear of heights too. So I do the same thing with that. I have my little tricks. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Oh, uh, no, no. Distract, distract, distract. It's a, it's all about distraction. I swear to goodness, like in a past life, I was a magician. Look over here, the pretty lights. Look at this thing instead. So we can do this over here. Yeah. Don't, don't mind the person behind the curtain. It's okay. It's like Wizard of Oz reference there. Exactly. So you have these little ones that keep you kind of stuck and keep you miserable. I'm very happy I did the cold plunge pool and was able to conquer that. I was like, I feel great after getting out of it. It really does have great benefits. I don't know if I was as excited about it when I was done with it, with the benefits and feeling better, but I was at least proud of myself for doing something that I was really scared of. But you made a really good point. We have these fears. Like some of the fears are huge. Like I said, like my fear of heights, it's a a really big one. And I do know that it's a lot of mind over reality. It's a lot of mind stuff. It's a lot of mind But there's stuff, also yeah. those little ones that we have that keep us from doing the everyday stuff. Like we mm-hmm. recently had a challenge in the group where we, uh, what was it, July, where moms just want to have fun. And we helped moms plan an activity to do with their friends, which for some people, that's going to sound so easy, so simple, so whatever. But it's those little voices. It's that Bob in the back of your head that's making you feel like you cannot do it. And one of those fears is just that I can't ask my friends because they're going to say no, and then I'm going to be embarrassed. And it's it's just going to feel silly. Or I can't go and do it because I have to take care of my kids and I'm being selfish because I want to do something for myself. Whatever those little tiny lies are, they penetrate so well. They do penetrate. And a lot of those lies are things that have been passed down to us through our beliefs, through what our parents believe, through like common sayings. I mean, how many of us have heard that don't burn the bridge, don't burn that bridge. I mean, hearing don't burn that bridge kept me in a job I hated and made me wait to get laid off instead of quitting because I was so afraid of upsetting everybody else and burning my bridge 
that I didn't take the action I needed. Okay, okay. That spawns a little story I'm going to tell just a little bit right now. I had that same thing happen to me. I was in my, um, let's see, late 20s because I had both of my kids by then. So like early 30s. And I was in a miserable job. Miserable. So bad going to HR. Like I am being harassed regularly by my boss. And the company I worked for, the HR, it was a small, and the guy was like, what do you want me to do? Me to fire him? And I'm like, I want you to fire him. I just want him to stop. And everybody in my life was telling me that I needed to just leave. Don't burn that bridge. It's a, Brie, you've been in this career for like 11 years, and this is a big company in that career field in Phoenix. You can't burn that bridge. So Mm -hmm. I quietly found another job and I left. Within six months, that same boss that was harassing me had gotten sued for going way over the top with another employee. Like, oh man, way out of line. And I still feel bad at this point that, like, I should have done more. I should have said more. Mm-hmm. But again, that whole fear of burning a bridge that I can't upset other people because then they're going to somehow come back against me. And it's it's a hard one. It can keep you there. It can keep you in those bad hard one. bad relationships. Like, oh, don't even get me started on that one. So yeah. The better the devil you know than the devil you uh, don't. Yes. So another point is like how we're scared to to explore something new out of fear of change. And that that statement about that it's better to deal with the devil you know than the devil you don't, that is mine all the time. I'm constantly like, all right, I know how to deal with this difficult situation that I'm in or this person because I've dealt with it before versus a whole new set of circumstances that I have no idea how to handle Mm -hmm. or how bad it can get. And that keeps us stuck for so long. It does keep us stuck. And if you are running a business, I mean, have you heard of this one? Money is the root of all evil. (laughs) And I think that really gets to women in particular because I see so many talented women out there who are undercharging for what they do because money is the root of all evil and I should just be contributing and giving it all away for free. Well, meanwhile, we're stuck like working five jobs, taking care of kids and not having the money to do the stuff we want. So pay attention to those little beliefs and viruses that get into your mind and make it really hard to go to the next step, to go to what you really want that could make you happy. And we're going to talk about four specific things that you might be telling yourself and what to do to get out of that pattern. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too and I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. 
try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. This first excuse that you tell yourself, and let us know if you do this, I can't do this because I don't have the experience or resources. I mean, I think that I hear that that a lot, a lot. I just don't know how. I need to go back to school and get a degree or I need to, there's no way I could ever learn that. It's too late for me. And this keeps us back. Yeah. Yeah, There's a whole group of like, so many of us have this fear that I've put in time, energy, and effort. It's all going to go to waste if I try to do something new. Or like you just said, in general, that what's the other saying all the time? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm so I can't learn. Or because X is hard for me, Y is going to be so much harder. And a lot of times X and Y aren't even related. We'll make it like A and W, like nowhere near each other. It's A and W, but they are in root beer. Oh, they are. Dang it. Dang it. That's a very good example right there. It's the first thing I thought of. Food, food, go for food. But this is really a lie that keeps people back. It's also a lie that ends to failure because some people start things and they don't actually have the experience or resources. I mean, it is valid. It is a valid reason when you do not have the experience or resources to do something. But it doesn't mean that's where it stops. If you don't have the experience or resources to do something, go find other people who are doing it. Go find them. This is something that I think is like your superpower. You're really good at this. Well, I mean, I'm, I just think that if someone else is doing it already, they have already gone through the whole trial and error process. And so they can save me a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time that I don't want to spend trying to figure this out for myself. Well, yeah. And I think that's, that's a big point because sometimes we're just and we think we're doing it by finding research, by just like reading mm-hmm. up on it. Like, oh, well, I read this, I read that. And I'm not discounting research by any means. But sometimes we don't even realize that there's a second level of people that mm-hmm. are like, hey, I've done it. And I'm willing to actually teach you how to do it more than just yeah. this blog post I wrote. <laughs> yes. If you have something in mind that you want to do right now, maybe it is starting a new business. Maybe it is just having a better relationship with your kids or 
following through on a big dream that you have and you're not quite sure how to do it, it is okay to pay somebody to teach you to do this. You do not have Mm -hmm. to figure this out for free. In fact, when you try to figure something out for free, you're going to find a whole lot of conflicting advice out there. There's a lot of stuff out there on the internet that's just plain wrong too. Yeah. Like, it's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Our teens would disagree. They would say everything is is true. Everything is right that they find, but that's okay. No, I mean, yeah, it, you have to have that experience and coming from somebody who has done it and can like, I, I'm just much better at being able to have that back and forth too when I'm trying something new. I need to ask my questions. You need feedback. Yes. Feedback. Yeah. Feedback. Feedback. But the most important part of this lie is that, yes, you do need to find somebody who could teach you, but you also need to make sure that this somebody has the results that you want in your own life. So like when I started the business, I went to Ruth Sukup, who's a good friend of mine now. She had this course called Elite Blog Academy. And that is how I learned how to make a website online, how to get good SEO so people would find me, how to set up a product. All my marketing knowledge, it came first there. Was Elite Blog Academy cheap? No. I have put things on credit card. I have done all the things to get this knowledge from somebody who has it with the trust that it'll pay off later. And it did. And it did pay off. It paid off really, really well. (laughs) And so if somebody else has this experience, find them and pay them for it. And you're going to get that same results as well or something very similar. And you're going to get there faster. That's a perfect segue into our second lie because that's you you just uncovered the second lie by talking about the first one. So you're mm-hmm. talking about how like the first one is can't do it. I don't have the experience. I don't have the resources. I'm so scared. The second one, and this one, my Bob says this one to me all the time. I don't deserve it or there's not enough time for me to try to do it. Yes. Moms say this a lot. Oh yeah. This one just really gets me because it's this is the thing that keeps so many of us in this whole martyr stage mm-hmm. yeah. where if we don't self-sacrifice everything for our family, anything less than giving up 100% of everything is not good enough. And mm-hmm. and when you hear that, like if you're listening to me say this and you're shaking your head going, no, Brie, I do not have that mindset. Oh, wait, just wait. Do you not go out and see your friends because it's too much to try to figure out who's going to watch the kids, right? You have you walked around with holes in your shoes or your clothing while buying your kids new stuff that don't that to replace something that didn't have holes or tears in it yet? I've been there. I, I've done that for sure. There's so many things that we do. And then there's also just people pleasers, not doing something that we want to do because we want to make sure that everybody else is happy. Mm-hmm. Do you buy your kids an entire Disneyland vacation without going someplace fun yourself? Yeah, I would say that's a pretty common one. Yeah. I mean, you feel like it's your job to make everybody else happy. And I think this is one that so many of us get stuck in and we become so wrapped up in it that we just refuse to look at our own happiness under any circumstances outside of how it affects others. Yeah. And that's a hard, hard place to be in, especially for moms. That's why when we go and travel, just like girls trips, I tell you all about it. I tell you about it, not to brag, to say, hey, this is possible and this is something that you can be doing too and that you deserve. 
You deserve to go out with your friends. You deserve to have time away from your kids. You deserve this. Yeah, I would say that was a big, big mindset shift for me was spending time and money and resources on doing things that I really wanted to do. And again, for me, it's traveling. And I've only I've only gone on a few trips with my girlfriends, but each one has been amazing. I was 41 the first time I got to go outside of the continental US. And we got to go to Europe. And I was so excited. I so wanted to go on that trip. But it took a lot of convincing because I would go like, yeah, yeah, I should go. I have the resources. I can do this. And then I'm like, no. That's so terrible. My boyfriend at the time, we had just moved in together. How selfish am I to go on a trip without him to somewhere he would like to go? Mind you, he had already been to all these locations in Europe we were going to. But I was like, oh, you know, I can't imagine going somewhere without him. It's just terrible to want to do something without your partner or to go without my kids because they had never been to Europe. But again, I didn't have the resources for everybody to go but mm-hmm. I could go on this once in a lifetime trip. So again, my, my point of all this is it took a lot of convincing from other people to tell me, and I had to hear the words, you are worth it. You're worth getting to do something that makes you happy. It took some railroading too. <laughs> Shane and I are railroading. Then you have the friends who are like, Brie, Brie, I'm buying the ticket, Brie. What's your passport number? Just give me your passport <laughs> And you're like, right. I'm like, okay, our tickets are bought. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we we really have to hear it over and over again. You are worth it. You are worth it. You are worth it. Because mm-hmm. we tell ourselves we're not. And that's hard. Yeah. And that's hard. And if you feel like you don't have enough time, just look to things like, what can you reprioritize? Mm-hmm. What is of lesser importance? And I will tell you, nothing is of lesser importance than your happiness and well-being. Because coming back from a trip or coming back from doing something that I wanted, oh my gosh, I have the biggest smile on my face. Even with talking to my kids, I'm like, biggest smile, even with the boundaries that I set with my kids. I mean, I just we just came back yesterday and already this morning, my son, he wants me to make eggs in the morning. He wanted poached eggs this morning. And the deal with poached eggs is he does the toast and I do the eggs. Well, he said something like, well, I don't know how to do the eggs. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach you today. And he said, oh, does this get me out of doing the toast? And immediately, without even thinking, I'm like, no, do you want to eat? (laughs) (laughs) And before I would have like gone back and forth, but just having that rest and having that self-care, I'm like in a space where I'm like, oh, nothing can hurt me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm full inside. I can keep my boundaries. I'm right. good. Because that time to rest and rejuvenate, we need that. We we yes. need that to be the person that we want to be. Yep, exactly. So those are our first two lies. And we have two more for you coming up next. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So our first lie was, I can't do it because I don't have the experience. Second one was, I don't deserve this. There's not enough time. Our third one is, no one will like me if I do this. Also known as, this is too risky to do. And this is a thought that goes through my head a lot with changes, specifically how I show up in public as a business owner and promoting my business. Because with No Guilt Mom, I am in charge of marketing with No Guilt Mom. I'm in charge of the Instagram. And it's important to show up and to put opinions out there Mm -hmm. and to be there. But something that held me back for so long, I was like, oh my gosh, what are my friends from high school going to think? What is my husband going to think? Will people think I'm being inauthentic and fake and they just want to be an influencer and they'll just look down on me for that? And they'll be like, Joanne's not an influencer. What does she know what she's talking about? Like all of these voices in my head and it it makes it hard to go forward. This fear of criticism that people won't like me. That is, that's a huge thing. So I think, I think a a tiny piece of that is that people pleaser that so many of us have, whether or not we Mm -hmm. want to admit it or not. So many of us have that people pleaser in there. But the other thing is that is a legit fear. And I think not only what will other people think of us and, and our kids are people, but I think sometimes we put them in a subcategory. What will my Mm -hmm. kids think of it? And that's a serious question. Not the, I'm going to dance like nobody's looking and be silly and try to, because I can do that and it's funny and I don't care what my kids think. But when it comes to big things, we do care what they think. We really do care how they view us. And that little voice can come in and, and just be really, really upsetting. So learning how to withstand and be strong to those emotions that other people are going to think about us. Yeah. Knowing that you are not the cause of other people's emotions. Yes. And another thing is how can you mitigate the risks? How can you make it less risky? And the way I've done it with my specific issue of showing up in public Mm -hmm. is I have gathered people around me like you, Brie. I have a marketing coach right now, the wonderful Kim Ritberg. Go check her out on social media, who is there to support me in this and to be there and to back me up. So I do know other people have my back when I'm going on now so that if I do come up with any haters, I have people in my corner. And that's how I mitigate the risks of going on. 
finding your people. Finding, finding your people, people. Specifically for this one, yes. Yeah. When you need to have that shoulder. Because the other mm-hmm. thing too is that eventually you're going to get better and better at being able to be like, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah. I'm worth it. It reminds me of that one thing from Saturday Night Live back in the 80s. Oh. I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. And dog got it. People like me. That's, I mean, yeah. it was made fun of so much, but it was so true. Every day I want to have that voice come out from inside me that's louder than Bob. <laughs> and it comes, it comes the more yeah. you take action. It, it definitely does. comes. Even me was showing up on social media. I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. We're doing okay here. We're yeah. doing okay. Our lie number four, this one's another big one that I think a lot of us have. And sometimes Wait, I hear it all the time, yeah. all the time from balance members. But I think sometimes we don't even realize we have it until we're trying to dig deeper on why is this such an issue, right? Here's the lie. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't control it. It's too big. I'm so overwhelmed. I just can't even begin to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And this is a lie that has some truth in it. Yes. Can you be overwhelmed so much so that it makes you want to cry at the thought of having to deal with it? Yes. Yes, you can be. But in some cases, we got to just, we got to figure out a way around it because constantly being afraid of this huge thing that because it's overwhelming you, you're not going to ever be able to make progress if you just let it stand in your way. A lot when we think of overwhelm, we think of this big project that we have to do or like this big amount of stuff we have to get through instead of what's just in front of us. How can we take the next best step to get closer to what we want? Yeah, I call it, and you've heard me say it before many times, that's my step 20. When I get overwhelmed, my brain immediately shoots to, instead of, what should I do for step one? My brain goes to, well, how am I going to fix step 20? And then step 22 mm-hmm. and then step 35. Luckily, I have enough people around me that are like, okay, but that's a little ways down. Let's come back and just look at right here. What's right here? Sometimes we need that. A lot of times, that's what helps a lot with this lie. When you think there's nothing you can do about it, it's too big, it's too uncontrolling. You need people to, to bring things down so that you can actually see what's right there. An example of that. Is something that I have to do because, again, Brie worries about step 20 when she hasn't completed step one. I have to make things smaller for me to be able to deal with it. So, for instance, I'm really bad at time management. I'm awful with it. I Okay, I would like to check that okay. comment that you said right there. All right. <laughs> let, let, let's rephrase the I'm bad at time management because I feel like you have the skills and the steps in place that okay. make you not so bad at I it. I can be bad at time management but I have found tools and tricks that help me with it. And it is- Time management's not my strength. Okay. There we go. But I have have learned, so like an example would be like every Friday in balance, we do something called time blocking. And I typically run that activity. We'll list all the things we have to do for the week. And then I help people prioritize and help them fill out their calendar. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, the way Bree's talking, do you feel like she's bad at time management? <laughs> Does that make sense? Totally no. not. I really do help. The, I hope that everybody that comes to time blocking, you're like, I help them do this, this, and this. That's time management. It is. So like when we're doing it, we get to that last step of scheduling everything. I explained to everybody that you can do it on your digital calendar. You can do it on your paper calendar. Maybe you do both. And a couple of times people are like, why would you do both? And I'm like, oh, I do both. And let me explain why. I like being able to see everything at a distance because I'm a planner. I'm a planner. Mm -hmm. That's step 20 of Brie, right? I like to be able to know on 
September 1st, what I'm going to be doing on September 15th. That's just how I work. That's how I help keep things going. But if I keep looking at September 15th and September 22nd, I'm never going to get through September 1st and September 2nd. So I have to break things down into what I've got going on for that day. So I have my whole calendar for the month, but then I break it down into small chunks for the day. Okay. For today, I just need to get three tasks done. These are my three very important tasks. So that way it helps me kind of distract from all the squirrels and just focus on what is right in front of me. Yes. What is step one? Step one is getting through today. Step one is getting through today. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, when you think of all the big things too, it's really, really easy to get caught up in the planning. And something important to know is you might not know how something will look in the end. Mm -hmm. So say like, You may not know how your relationship with your kids will look like in the end. If right now you're fighting or with me and planning all the social media, I could not do it when it's like, you need a content calendar and you need to have all these posts planned ahead of time. My brain shut down. And it wasn't until I'm like, I'm just going to do this day by day where my brain starts picking up and starts having all these ideas. So sometimes it's even better just to start with that step one with out knowing the entire plan yet, because you don't even know how to make the whole plan work yet. It's more of a purpose. It's more of a practice than an actual endpoint or a destination. Right. And, and that's the other thing too. I think when you're able to look at it as what was my purpose, what was my main thing that I was trying to do? Because sometimes we get so caught up in all the little stuff that yep. that's what makes it so seem like, little stuff. yeah, that there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's too, too big. So we want you to check yourself And see, are you telling yourself these four big lies? And what this will do is if you decide to concentrate on one of these big lies, you can also tell your kids that you're concentrating on this big lie too. And you can ask them for help in catching you in these lies. So not only, because I know it's really hard as moms to transition from this thing of working on ourselves from always helping our kids, you're actually helping your kids even more when you talk about your journey versus telling them what they should be doing and how they're telling themselves lies. Okay. So a big thing that a lot of us don't even realize is that our kids, even as teens, when they're like, I know everything and you know nothing, mom and dad, but our kids tend to look at us as the people that have it all together. And that Mm -hmm. knows so many things. And when they don't know that we struggle or they don't hear that, oh my gosh, they can totally work through this. I bet I can too. Like that really, really helps so much. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And they will be listening and they will be watching you. So you're doing good here. Because we all have fear. We all can face it. We all can handle these things. And it's all about shifting that mindset and making a commitment to moving forward past these big old lies. Big old lies that Bob's telling you. (laughs) So that's the challenge that I want you to do. Pick one of these lies you tell yourself and work on it with yourself. Work on doing the suggestion that we gave you. Tell your family about it because this is how you're going to teach your kids and this is how you're going to be the model instead of the martyr. And if you want even more help with this, we have balance for you. Come join us in our balance program. Not only do you get us, but you get this amazing supportive network of women the best place on the internet. Yes. And every every week, we're always facing our fears. We're always working on growing bigger and shutting down those lies that we hear in our head so that we can have that support so that we can move forward. And something else really big is happening next week too, right? right? It is the Mom Ignited Summit. Ah! It starts. So if you have not signed up yet, go to momignited, and that's all one word, dot com. 
and sign up, get your free ticket and uh, we will see you there. So remember the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.